0: What's going on, everybody? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this this is the B Show. I'm your host Corey Smith. I'm hanging out in the the ever so brightly lit Diamond Studio here today with my co-host, joined via a, a Zoom today because that's what we're using. We're trying something out. Hopefully, it sounds a little bit better than our previous uh, occasions on Skype. Putting them that war together for our. Are um, uh, for our use, you know. Hopefully, they will um, mold their configurations to what we need. Um, so then we pick the better one in the end. Correct? Oh, my co-host joined via Zoom, Michael Vergara.
1: Where were you when the teleconference wars was going on?
0: Uh-huh.
1: Zoom may have won the battle, but at the end, Skype won the war. And then in WrestleMania, and, or uh, what do you call it, Skype Mania, they had one of their biggest stars in Zoom. Put over the son-in-law of the boss,
0: and yeah. Well, you know, I nobody and nobody saw Netscape coming. Out of oh yeah, you know, oh, yeah, they, they came along and they just they blew everyone else out of the water. So, anyways, Michael Vergara, how are you today, sir? okay i'm okay
1: i'm just here spending my morning making teleconference uh, application jokes comparing them to the monday night wars it's just <laughs> it's just that kind of it's just that kind of day
0: it, it, it is that type of day uh but this is the b show where we're here to talk about nxt aew dynamite and uh you know for the past couple of weeks been talking about dark side of the ring we'll talk about that too Along with some a couple of items of news that happened this past week. But before we get into all of that, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at CWR415. It's the best way to stay up to date with City Wrestling Radio. And all of our happenings, uh, like we post cool stuff on Instagram from time to time. at Twitter and Facebook. So check us out on all there. On all of those social media platforms. So let's not waste any time. Let's get right into it. Let's talk some news, shall we? Oh, yes, let's. Um, so we have some news this week. Uh, we have some more, uh, a couple more releases happening in WWE. Well, one more. Was- Two fairly significant names, I'm, we might add. Two um, names. Well,
1: it's now. not a, well, one of them is actually, um, well, I might as well just get to it. Gerald Grisco, guy who's been there since
0: 1984. Well, Vince, I said I've been here for a long time. And I say, not Foghorn I say, Leghorn, I said, I say.
1: Um yeah, he is Gerald Briscoe. He has since clarified that he has been furloughed by the company. Um,
0: is he father of the Briscoe brothers?
1: No, he's he's one of the Briscoe brothers. Oh. Him and Gerald and Jack Briscoe. You know, oh. two two Jack Briscoe, very well known name in wrestling in the seventies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, he pretty much. He's just yeah. That's he's that's that's all there is to it. He's just kind of just furloughed and all that foolishness. I right? best
0: know him for being a stooge in the nineties in the attitude era with uh, Pat Patterson.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's, just, that's really just all. Yeah. I remember him being like, uh, what was that one segment? It was with uh, Samuel L. Jackson and shaft. They tried to do stuff. Yeah. Gerald Briscoe. <laughs> um, but then one of the more significant names going on that has since been released is one Cain Velasquez as steve austin hey pre- Dave k
0: velasquez how are you today on the broke skull ranch podcast how are you doing
1: and uh he's just among the, the many names well not well yeah among the many names uh just, if you don't know i'm just gonna read it off post wrestling after debuting for the wwe on the premiere episode of friday night smackdown on fox back on october 4th dave velasquez is no longer with the company as he's been released according to dave Meltzer via wrestling observer radio Velasquez's name is part of the handful of releases and furloughs that were made by WWE this month. That was from Andrew Thompson of Post Wrestling. Yeah, Kofi died for this. Wait, what? Oh, oh, yes, yes. Uh, well, as, as you remember, he was he debuted in the premiere episode of SmackDown with Kofi by, by attacking Brock Lesnar after the. The one, like the, F, the one F5 and then a pin and win for Brock Lesnar for the championship.
0: I don't think he, Kofi died for this. I think he was just an innocent bystander in the whole situation.
1: He's still dead nonetheless.
0: Yeah. Well, he's a tag team champion, so he's okay.
1: I mean, you can only be tag team champion so many times and just be just, you know, that's just a spot now. That's just where, that's where they see him at. And like, you know. Yeah. Your coffee. If you're you got, if you're cool with it, you're cool with it. But still, that's that's what it is. What it is. But Kane Velasquez, it's going to be really interesting. Like, is he going to keep? He he clearly loves wrestling. Like you could see that in him when he does. He did that AAA show in Triple right. Mania. Right. Um, who knows what the state? I mean, but the state of wrestling right now, as we speak, is super different from what it was. Hell, since January. Yeah. You don't know whether or not, like, if if he's just going to be waiting or is he going to keep on training is like, what's, I mean, the dude is incredible. His MMA, he was a former UFC heavyweight champion, but then like most of his MMA career has just been stifled by injuries upon injuries upon injuries. And you know, like that—he's he was never going to do a full-time schedule, but then it makes you really think like, do you think he should just keep going? And he's always going to think like him, people like a, per- like a performer, like him who, you know, who does it for the love of the business would probably
0: just well he grew up watching lucha libre and that's you know what he grew up and he loved to do and he was actually trained in san jose under the lucha libre style uh you know of course um so you know he he is somebody that i in my personal opinion i think i think was just brought in for that one match honestly like I don't to get th- Brock
1: his quote unquote win. I think that
0: was what Brock's one demand. He said he I I want my win over Kane uh Kane Velasquez well, and Well
1: think of the circumstances of how he came to the WWE, like he needed knee surgery, right? Yeah. So they couldn't do much with him. Yeah. And they never planned and it seemed like they never planned to do anything with him until after that knee surgery was done. So really he was just there to get WWE to pay for his knee surgery at that point.
0: Even though um he was doing like Hurricane is off the top rope in A like months before. I mean, was,
1: it was months before.
0: So yeah, probably maybe, maybe that's where he aggravated something. I don't know. I don't know. Nonetheless, uh, they're both gone. Gerald Briscoe and Kay Velasquez.
1: Can't, uh, the, one of the things that one of the more significant things that Gerald Briscoe did in his career was uh, scout out one young Brock Lesnar. Now he 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 has always been well, like he, attributed he the,
0: to the wrestling guys, right?
1: Yeah, he would always scout like amateur re- people with amateur wrestling backgrounds. That they were just like, "Hey, I'm with WWE I don't know about doing this," and he said, "Anything else?"
0: Wait, repeat that. Sorry, you uh, you got all digital there.
1: Oh man, um, yeah, he's Joe Briscoe was always one of the guys who's been attributed to uh, recruiting Brock Lesnar. You know, he was always he would always scout them out. He would always scout out like amateur wrestling meets. Yeah, And just go up to athletes and say, hey, this is the, this is the, I'm Joe Briscoe, WWE. Hey! I'm doing that. And that's, and that's, how, that's what happens.
0: Uh, well, I also um, I heard he was one responsible bringing, was it Chad Gable in as well? Because he's yep. an amateur and, um, wrestling guy. And...
1: and a damn bit of good that did for Chad Gable.
0: Well, you know, Chad Gable did pretty good for weeks on end. and then... I'm
1: surprised he's still with that company.
0: You, you, you're surprised he didn't get furloughed yet?
1: I'm very much so because they're doing nothing with him. He hasn't been in SmackDown for weeks. And he's and apparently he's there. He's in Florida. He's just, you know, just hanging out. And then they're they're not doing anything with him.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And yet they bring out a lot. of They're bringing out a lot of new talent people. And it just makes you wonder, like,
0: well, they're cheap.
1: How was Chad Gable? Are they though? I mean, they're what the new
0: talent, what Dexter Loomis and Caden Carter. They're all under NXT contracts, which which is rumored to be like what twenty five thousand dollars a year. I guess. So, I mean, at that point, it's kind of like that thing where it's like, well, we need to make cuts. Where are we going to cut? Who's making the most money? You know.
1: I was I was really curious about like the state of Chad Gable coming off of those the, that wave of releases like how was that guy not part of it it's not like i want that to happen God, no. but like you wanted him to go to they the- they want they yeah but then i don't think well i don't think wrestling should be happening
0: anytime anywhere honestly yeah. God, Gable would be so great in New Japan if he just goes and like just he, give him the G1 schedule. The he no, he actually goes over and like wants to train as a young lion. He's like, I don't, I want to start from the ground up in New Japan. How good would that be? And yeah, okay. and, and come up be just honest. like he's Chad Gable. You know, he's still Gable, but he's ready, I, and willing. He's, he's ready, ready and willing, willing and what was it Mabel?
1: It was Gable. Oh, okay, no, okay. I thought
0: it was ready, willing, Mabel. Sorry, did that on purpose. <laughs> anyway,
1: um. Yeah. So, you got anything
0: else? Um, I mean, there was wasn't that much else in the, What what else we got in the news this week? I mean, we, uh, you had the being much, the elite. Being the elite, you saw that. Being the
1: elite, yeah. I watched. I scrubbed my way through it. Really, the main takeaway of it was the yeah. It was, it, the, the yeah. It was the the, the it, being the elite ended on pretty much a confirmation that the revival are going to be signing to AEW
0: on a high um, note. Actually, for the.
1: Quite literally, because there's a message in the sky, and it said FTR. And if, for those who don't know, FTR was a recurring joke in being the elite. It was it stood for either fuck the revival, or free the revival, or forever the revival. And apparently, the word there's uh, the word's gone out that they have more or less changed. Oh, well, they would have to. They changed their name to the Revolt. And do you remember their their, uh, their changed names?
0: What was like Cash something? Cash
1: Wheeler and Dax Harwood. So. I feel like
0: they just switched up a couple of letters, and they're like, "Yeah, that's good."
1: Well, it's a, it's a variation of the real names. Oh, isn't? Yeah.
0: Cash, cat. Was it Cash and what's the other guy?
1: Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood.
0: Dax and Cash and Dax, the Revolt. I kind of like it. I'm kind of down with it. The Revolt. Uh, I've yeah, I've been down with them for a while. I've kind of always liked them. So we'll see what happens with them. You know, hopefully they come to AEW. It's, it's it's not totally confirmed, but you know, Jeff Cobb did have a little stint in AEW where he just kind of disappeared after a while. So you never know what what happens. Maybe they'll maybe they'll go to New Japan. Maybe they'll. You never know. You never know. But definitely not WWE.
1: I don't think so. I would honestly think so. Yeah. But uh, yeah, not really home much on the news front uh, as of this week. Did you watch a bit of Dark Side of the Ring?
0: I did. Sorry. I did. I did. Uh, so the yes. Dark Side of the Ring this week was it? Was it uh, the David Schultz episode?
1: It was the Doctor Death David Schultz slapping Johns uh, twenty twenty reporter John Stossel, and I thought this was and apparently it was the second highest uh rated show. That's since right. the Benoit episode.
0: Uh, yeah. All yeah, well, this, uh, the ratings. Second, in, in the history of the show, actually.
1: Yeah. So. And it really goes to show like this as a subject as esoteric as the Dr. Da- Dr. Def David Schultz subject, people are still straight up watching it. That's still, they're still a draw. And I think it's, I think it's mostly as a testament of how well this documentary series quality wise has been, you know, right. uh, it, this week's episode was a very eye-opening one like i i've heard i've seen that youtube video of dr death david schultz uh slapping slapping john Sto- yeah john stossel um and just it was just really informative the way they got they got everybody like they didn't get everybody but they got as much as they could they got they got dr death they got john stossel yeah they got they um oh, fuck, i forgot his name uh, the guy, he was the guy
0: that uh, that that uh, advocated for insurance. Oh, oh God. Well, uh, yeah, I can't remember. His yeah, name. no, what, I should. It, it, Jim, it, it, yeah, they, and they were all burying him at the end because he was the one that kind of, uh, quote, unquote, exposed the business on TV. He because, was, like, as much as he was much one as showing he, blading, how blading is done.
1: Like, off. as much as he was, like, going off, like, exposing that business, I thought he came off looking real really good out of this documentary in hindsight because he was among, and I bet you there were plenty of other performers, but he really was among the people who really advocated for protections for professional wrestlers. Yeah. You know, he's, he wants he he's pretty much just asking for a union. He wants protections. He wants health insurance. And then like, he's, he said like, oh, you want to be big time, treat us like big time. And I just thought like, yeah, what this guy is advocating is, is really sound even especially in the
0: 1980s you know he's just asking that if that if there's a uh, maybe a pandemic going on one day that maybe that they don't have to come in and work for a little bit you know that's oh. all he's asking for oh yeah but they said uh, nah little, that'll never little happen Little did they know that'll little never little. happen uh yeah no but um uh, it was it, okay so going into the episode i wasn't that excited um because to me it was just kind of like oh okay it was the time that wrestler punched that reporter uh, and when I watched it, it was interesting, and I did enjoy the episode. Uh, a lot of people did. You know, like you said, it's the second highest uh, rated episode in all of the history of the show.
1: John Stossel came off like an
0: absolute tool. He came so. off like a fucking asshole, dude. I'm sorry. Like, everybody in this episode kind of came off like an asshole. That's <laughs> like, why I said the the um,
1: shit. I, I like, really want to Like, John Stossel
0: is just like, he was just like. Yeah, well, I watched wrestling as a kid, but you know, I outgrew it, and it's fake. So, like, whatever, it's done. He,
1: and it, it's, it's he, he just see he just came off like super pretentious. Like, yeah, look, it wasn't it it wasn't right for him to get slapped the way it no was. like no the, it, the way it went down that he had every right to like sue, you know, sue and yeah, and all absolutely. this other stuff. David Schultz was not was not in the right at all. But then it's I you know what when you (laughs) watch the 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 one part the one part where he just said like oh yeah no i'm sure i would get i would like the healing the the healing would just die down as soon as i got paid like off that settlement lawsuit settlement and i just like you
0: well yeah no because there was that point where he goes to they they, he has to go see the wwe's doctor and you know they're the one he's the one was like well i think you have this you know this this issue where basically you're playing up the illness and you know because of the lawsuit and then he goes to the future he goes well did was i doing that i don't know maybe he goes as soon as i got the money uh all the pain kind of went away it's kind of like <laughs> you fight you like but at the same time like if i was in a even if it was me like a wwe fan if that happened to me i would be like yeah you know i'm suing you guys right like eddie mansfield by the way, Eddie Mansfield. There we go. Yeah. Um, uh, and
1: a lot of Jim Cornette. Um, I, he was very, he, I mean like, he Oh, I, I'm halfway expecting
0: necessary. Jim Cornette to be, um, to be producing the show by now. He's on every episode. He, he cause listen, I got nothing to, to do. Put me on. I want to talk about it. I got to know everything about yeah. wrestling. We'll talk about I it. Mean, he
1: brought, he brought a ton of insight. Like he was the one that brought out the background of what the culture yeah. was like during oh, the times he was, it was pretty much the the um, the voice of why things are were that way. Like right, he was right, like, right. you were protecting the business because it was our livelihoods, and it's and it was really it was really fascinating when they when they went when they uh, showed the the footage of Eddie Mansfield pretty much just showing John Stossel how to uh, how to work. When he, how to he just like
0: it. bladed. He's yeah. just like,
1: oh, yep, there you go. I bladed. And, uh, there was.
0: Now. Mm.
1: And then, and then they, and then when they were chronicling the pretty much like what happened after the slap, like, uh, like Doctor Death being a bounty hunter, I, I was thinking like, maybe I was kind of not believing most of the stuff. Well, okay, so like I'm, I'm, I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was a bounty hunter, but then there is just so much footage of him being a bounty hunter, and then to it. Like, was this like, was this a show? Was this like, was this Steve, was this Steve Blackman bounty Hunter kind of stuff? Was this, well, I don't, I don't know. Exa- and, I don't and, know exactly no, what. And here's, and here was, and here was kind of the the onus on this because you heard Japanese narration. And I just thought, was this, was this just like a vignette from a Japanese promotion, which was another thing when he, after that slap, when he went to Japan, they, if you think only American wrestling promotions are carny, think of, look at, look at Mexico, look at Japanese pro wrestling when they staged A bunch of reporters get and they and they set up david schultz being slapped by all those reporters and they just set up all they doctored all those pictures and i am just like oh this is amazing yeah this is incredible
0: well what happened with the show what what happened is you know with the slap is uh you know apparently he was backstage and at madison square garden vince McMahon comes in and tells him hey there's a reporter out there um gonna kind of go go be dr d out there you know stay in kayfabe and stay in character and you know you know, kind of not, he didn't say rough him up, but kind of, you know, let loose, he said, or something along those lines. And uh he goes out there and, you know, John Stossel is just like, well, I think it's fake. And it's like, oh, okay. Good for you. Yeah. Like, like, um, and See, that's
1: it, not even, he, no, that's the thing. He said, it, I'll ask a standard question. And he just says, I think it's fake. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why would you ask? Like, that's uh, not even a question. Uh, first off. Uh, and then,
0: well, he uh, he he learned from the bad. Maybe maybe that's where Vince took. Maybe ah, oh, that's how all, of, all backstage interviewers should ask. They'll ask a question. They'll say they have a question and ask a statement.
1: And then they also describe the whole encounter with uh, Doctor Death. Uh, encounter with uh, Mister T, which pretty much got him fired. There's two contradicting stories to it. Hogan said there was, that he he straight up slapped him. Uh, apparently, as, that's,
0: apparently that's not true. Uh, yeah,
1: as, as soon as like like and this was off a Steve Austin show interview as early as 2019, him recollecting that, and then you hear Dr. David Schultz, where it was just a mild confrontation, and then he had to get like hog, he had to get cad and dragged out of an arena. arena.
0: Uh, well, you know, according to Dave Meltzer, like I said, I listened this morning, and he he was talking about. It, he said, yeah, that's that the situation where he got slapped. That's not that did not happen. And, of
1: course
0: not. Uh, it's Hulk Hogan, dude. <laughs> yeah, so you know, it, it, you know it, what, it, Doctor Doctor Death, Doctor D Schultz, whatever. He, um they, I think they wanted to let him go once they saw the lawsuit coming in from John Stossel, and they were like, okay, how can we get rid of him? He was having some legitimate heat backstage with Mister T, and maybe they thought, well, maybe he'll explode at him. And the second they thought they, okay, well, we can do it right now. They let's go, let's let's get rid of him. You know. Yeah. Uh-huh, and I,
1: and I was thinking like, and I was listening to that same Observer Radio episode where it was like Dr. Death, he would have been, he, it was kind of just an inevitability for him to be eventually let go because WW, WWF was going, going towards the direction of more colorful, interesting, like not no colorful, more two dimensional characters. And right. you don't that out of dr death steve williams he's, he's kind of like much, a
0: sid vicious
1: he, he, well yeah Sam. he would he would kind of just kind of come off as like something that a jim crockett promotion would actually pick and right. an nwa an nwa character and i was wondering like well then why did why didn't they ever pick him up like why didn't any other promotion pick him up like he wasn't stampede he was doing stuff in japan and i was in a real, and dave like i think he clarified like he just wasn't you know he wasn't that good enough
0: well, and you were saying also he was a
1: really good speaker. He was a really good talker, and he was a really good character. It's just that, you know, yeah, there's a ton of there's a ton of other people like him, and so he just
0: and and in a sea of uh, of wrestlers like that, when the the business is really turning towards what character do you bring to the table? What's your gimmick? What can you know? He uh, kind of fell through, and as you said, he did go to Japan. They did have that, as you were mentioning earlier, the reporter in Japan where they set up it up in storyline where he slapped a reporter. And everyone kind of yeah. went crazy and thought it was real again. And uh, even to the point where John Stossel was calling yeah. up uh, Dave Meltzer and asking him for the video because he thought he can prove something in court. Yeah, And Dave was like, dude, it's a work, dude. Like, sorry. but." Yeah. Turns out Stossel was the biggest mark of them all. Uh, yeah, that's true, right? Um,
1: and then, you know, the last, the, the, the kind of, it kind of ended with, like, John so if you could say one thing to Dr. Death, what would it be? And he just says, fuck you, Dr. David. <laughs> Dr. Death David, whatever her name is.
0: Yeah, David It's uh,
1: next week's episode of Dark Side of the Ring. It's going to be one concerning about Herb Abrams and the UWF in 1990. And it's appropriately called Cocaine and Cowboy.
0: Oh, I like that. It's gonna. It sounds fun. And I guess the last two episodes after that, going to be, was it Road Warriors and then Owen Hart? Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that Owen Hart. Owen Hart's probably the season finale. I'm guessing it is. No. It
1: ends with the Owen Hart. Thing. No. Last ride of the Road Warriors. Man, it's, it's gonna be something.
0: They'll probably have draws on for that one too. I would imagine yeah, he was, was in a former was, episode. So yeah, I'm sure he, he. was in the brawl for all episodes. Absolutely. So I'm sure they go. really good, really good ass season Dark Side of the Thing. They're really like and well, we didn't talk about last week the Dino Bravo episode. Yeah, i've yet to watch that too i mean that was that was that was pretty good too you know um Mm -hmm. you know the fact that you go into it like oh dino bravo
1: oh yeah no that that, i knew about his story before then like that's man you can't crime knows no borders never you never really associate montreal uh,
0: yeah you never thought cigarette smuggling would be so dangerous dangerous I i mean what
1: is it these days
0: amen to that well i guess that's it but before we get into our review guys let's different take, news that's it oh, for news yep. yeah let's take a quick break we'll be right back guys if you like what you're listening to don't forget to like share and subscribe at cwr4 and facebook twitter and instagram Check us out each week at SoundCloud.com slash City Wrestling Radio for The B Show, where me and Michael Vergara talk about NXT and AEW Dynamite. That's SoundCloud.com slash City Wrestling Radio. And we're back uh, with uh, review time. It's review time here at City Wrestling Radio on The B Show. Uh, we're, We're about to talk about AEW Dynamite first, as we usually do. So Michael, break the
1: fuse, light the fuse. I said fuse twice, but yes, All Elite Wrestling Dynamite, April 29th, two thousand and two. Oh, we start off with a Darby Cody, Darby and Cody video promo. Uh, Cody recounts the time he uh, had a draw against uh, Darby Allen at Fighter Fest, but he considers it a loss. Uh, Darby says he represents relentless, relentlessness, and winning however he wants. Starting off the show, Cody versus Darby Allen. First semifinals match of the TNT Championship Tournament. Jericho considers this an example of two dumb idiots beating the crap out of each other. Uh, but may I remind you, Jericho and Tony are on the commentary team once again.
0: Yes, they are.
1: Uh, even like...
0: Oh, they were fabulous they can, too. They were they great. They continue
1: to be wonderful. They continue to be wonderful. Risk control shenanigans to start as they both fight for control. Darby works the knee. Then he runs into Brandy. Jericho says Cody knew his wife was there and calls him a despicable idiot. Uh, Cody then works more aggressively out of rage, quick dark souls like offense rolling around and using his speed. Darby does a uh, code red and then proceeds to a knee bar. Uh, Jericho gives a my Sharona reference when he said there, when he said, uh, I, I don't know whether or not he was talking to Cody or Darby when he said either he had a knack for it. So he just made a my Sharona right. joke because he's old. Um, Puts, uh, he puts uh, Darby puts Cody in the tree of woe well and throws his body at him. Darby shows off his amateur wrestling background with various transitions to the knee as he works it some more. Britt Baker hits Cody
0: with a shoe. Who I'm throws like, a shoe? Honestly.
1: Thank you for the. I mean, we got Knack references. We got Austin Powers references. That's what that's what you're here for, Cody. I mean, Corey and Cody. Cody and um, yeah. Why? Why would she? Why? Why? I mean, yeah, Britt's a heel, but come on, he's your boss, Brit.
0: You know, when he's in the ring Anything could happen in AEW Anything. But, yeah.
1: Disaster kick from Cody uh, Still sells the knee Cody whips out the belt Aubrey talks him out of whipping him uh, Darby hits the crossroads Two counts Darby then puts the figure four As we get close up of Sean Spears Yelling out tap Because as you may remember Sean Spears um, passes out to the figure four To Cody uh, yeah. Two weeks ago, I yeah. think Yeah Brady then comes out, selling her stomach, bringing Cody some water. Darby gets the water bottle and hits it on Cody, in which, in wrestling terms, counts as double damage. Yeah. Uh, Carter, uh, Darby attempts a springboard coffin drop, but gets a rainmaker. Asahi flip from Darby, but leads to a crossroads two count. Cody attempts a coffin drop, but Darby puts the knees up. Darby does one himself, lands it, but Cody adjusts himself to get uh, just his shoulders to get Darby's shoulders down on the mat for the pin and surprise win. I thought this was a really great match. It um, was
0: until the fucking finish.
1: A lot of people did not like that finish. I thought, honestly, if I'm strictly thinking about the, it just looked here, really
0: bad. They it just it, like you could have rolled him up. It just he just looked like he just. I I, I didn't know what the fuck happened. I was like, what, I, what just happened? And I'm like,
1: no, I I, I really I know that's what I kind of like. I kind of like it when finishes go that way because. Like, the way they've been framing the, the – let's be honest here. The way they've been framing this entire tournament was Cody versus Ar- Lance Archer. Right, This absolutely. is what they – and you can make the argument that then just don't book the match of Darby versus Cody. Or you could have Sammy Guevara interfere to cost Darby the match and continue that feud. Right. But honestly, I think this feud I, – I, well, first of all, I don't think Darby and Cody are far – I think they're far from done. I think this is a, a long-term storyline for Darby Allen to, you know, just to overcome, he can like, that's going to be the story. He can't beat Cody. He can't beat Cody.
0: Well, and maybe Cody line, will lose to Archer in the final and then Darby will come in and wants to shot of the title, but Cody, Cody does well, this too. Is just,
1: well, the, well, this is just more of like an inkling of a storyline from down the road. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. this is, this doesn't have to be resolved, you know, within the next
0: no, S- two six weeks or three months. Two weeks, uh, yeah. I give it.
1: I mean, I mean, come on, they, they, they do have a sense of urgency, urgency going around because of what's happening right now. But yeah, I really like this match. Um, these two worked really hard. I still, I think Darby Allen continues to be a shining star, like has like superstar potential in this promotion. Yeah. and I think yeah. these, I think Cody and Darby, like they continue to have great chemistry with each other. Oh um yeah great match, Good match. Uh, but it, it was but this 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 really did look like a, a significant looking step a setback for darby and i you know people think people think like oh darby looks stupid blah 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 i think this kind of just fuels him like this is actually this is daniel bryan booking done right honestly
0: and you know like and like you said earlier jericho on commentary was just a treasure you know he made the the, the My Sharona joke he was even applauding Aubrey Edwards even though he's like as much as I hate Aubrey Edwards she is a good ref I will say that
1: yeah because he knows how to reel it in because he's still
0: he knows how to play commentator
1: yeah he knows how to play commentator uh we get a please like Scorpio Sky video um it just chronicles him joining SCU and how being the elite helped him and and Scorpio says he doesn't want to be good he doesn't want to be great he wants to be a fucking legend
0: yeah I think I he, would look be, he, he would be a good fit for like the TNT title.
1: He has a, yeah, yeah, totally.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, we get an MJF video. Um, he says he's able to. He's he's wearing a really thing is he's wearing a really long like large scarf. And I was thinking, yeah, is this guy going to make another Cody tattoo uh, joke? But he didn't. He said he's able to rehab his hangnail. Says he was on death's door, but after consulting with his nail nail man, his nail guy. Yeah. And saying uh, he is not just he he told him he was on death's door and now but he is now overhealed, and he's better than he's ever been. But he cut him. He cut his neck shaving and uh, he would have bled that that would have killed any regular person. But yeah, he covers his scarf and it just shows a really big like neck brace.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: And he says he'll be back on
0: the classic uh, old school, like thick, like 10 inches thick neck brace.
1: Yeah, it's like he's he's like he's like Vince McMahon in that steroids trial. <laughs> uh, he says he will be back on dynamite, and yeah, that's it. It was a really good promo. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Next up, we get Musa versus Wardlow. Tony concedes to Jericho, saying that Wardlow is a handsome man. Uh, yeah. We see a close-up of Preston Vance, who I thought joined Dark Order last week. Like this was clear. Well,
0: no, we didn't know he. They, we we heard his voice.
1: They the fucking website said Preston Vance. Oh, the fucking Twitter said Preston Vance.
0: The, it said uh, Preston Vance joined Dark Order. Like
1: this was this was some okay. Look, this was clearly like a segment that was taped like very much, maybe in the first week of ta- of, of of the first week of the round of tapings. Yeah, yeah. And this is before they decided Preston Vance. Well, you know,
0: they don't have Hollywood editors on these uh, on these dynamite NXT shows. There's a lot of things I want to point out in NXT this week. Uh,
1: Okay, so, yeah, Uh, Musa face brushes Wardlow, who isn't that much shorter than him. In fact, they see eye to eye. He gets a bit of offense, which I can see Ryan Santon just seething. Why is this job getting so much offense? Uh, Wardlow grabs uh, Musa by the neck. As he's sitting on the top of the corner and then gets his smash, face smashed with the knee, I thought this looked awesome. And I think if I'm AEW, I would just play that constantly, constantly, constantly. It was the most, it was the most diffable moment of this entire fucking episode. To
0: Where crazy. does Brian Cage fit into all of this? Yes, yeah, you know, he looks like I mean, They, they look exactly like
1: just, just trickle him in, just trickle him in.
0: I feel like I feel like Wardlow is going to fade into the background once uh, Brian Cage shows up.
1: Uh, Wardlow tosses him in the air, tosses Musa in the air like an F ten for the pin and win. I thought this week and last week was a fantastic showing of Wardlow, and I'm pro Wardlow. I'm you heard it here, folks. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. I'm pro Wardlow.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Bubbly bunch. They talk about the flim flam contest, uh, Jer- but then Jericho wants a Manitoba melee, which is uh, you ever heard? You hear about the stuntmen? Uh, TikTok thing going on
0: no is it's this where is they all
1: they all just hit it's pretty much where they all hit the hit the face of the camera I mean, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah I, everybody I it just sells night. it
1: and that's pretty much it they all hit their phones then they all sell it and somehow it goes it goes beyond inner circle members when you see and i'm gonna go just gonna name all the people i know that were here because there was a lot of people they got peter avalon they got jungle boy they got sunny kiss they got luther they got ted irvine which is jericho's dad uh, Lou Ferrigno with a taser, which I thought was really funny. They got Jane and Silent Bob. They got Gabriel Iglesias. They got the fucking fat dude from Tiger King. Um, he was a snitch, remember? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Informant. Yeah. yeah. Um, they got Vicky Guerrero, which yeah. she she didn't say excuse me. She said something else, which leads me to believe that her catchphrase is like
0: owned um, by WWE.
1: It's owned by WWE, so she just said a thing. Yeah. And there was there was Duff McKegan. Uh, basis for Guns N' Roses. There was, um, there was a. It's the. There's this little person comedian. He was in it too. Yeah, that a, he did. Brad the Armstrong. Arm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this was harmless fun. You know, this was just to kill time. I thought it was actually pretty.
0: I, I thought the funniest one was Luther because you can tell he's all dressed up in his gear and he lives in like the middle of like middle America suburbia. Yeah, so you just tell it. Like, to see him in
1: full gear, just his, uh, just along his kids. Hey, are, Luther.
0: His kids are like, "Dad, don't go out like that." He's like, "I gotta cut a promo. I'm sorry, Dad. I'm- I gotta hit. I gotta hit this camera."
1: Anyway, it <laughs> yeah. was great. Yeah. Jimmy Havoc and Kip Sabian with Penelope Ford versus best friend Trent and what Chuck Taylor with Orange Cassidy. No disqualifications. And
0: oh, yeah. is, is that was happening in this match? Because I yeah. didn't, I didn't know that.
1: Uh, everyone just brawls to start. Trent with a topic on Hilo. Jimmy Havoc whips out a chair and immediately takes out Orange. This is a no TQ match, as I reminded you earlier. Yeah. Uh, Chuck gets thrown to a lot of chairs on the floor as his heel lands on some of them. Did not that did not look fun. Trent spears Havoc, Sabian Tope's Trent. Havoc just throws everything at everyone, ladders and chairs. Oh Havoc my. puts two. F- uh havoc puts two fingers in front of trent's eyes as kip kicks the back of trent's head driving his eyes to havoc's fingers i thought this was very creative jericho says havoc is too ugly for the inner circle who goes which they go for a zoolander male model look for you know members which that ortiz is is a real big looker uh they build heat on trent uh BF. Who is BF? Oh, best friends mount to come back and give the people what they want. Havoc pulls the leg of Trent from the top rope, and his tailbone lands straight on the ladder, draped in between the second and third rope. Uh, again, not look fun. Uh, then Trent is thrown to a chair, placed on his side. He stays on it, gets a double foot stomp from Stabian. Chuck stops the count. These guys are killing themselves. Uh pile driver to the chair of on Sabian from Chuck. Ford stops the count. Orange Guesty comes back, throws a chair at Havoc, gets Ford to kick and spear Sabian. Chuck then Powell drives Havoc onto the chairs for the pin and win. I thought there was a bunch of dumbass bumps in a and this mat in a dumbass match, and I loved every second of it. I did not have a bunch I didn't have a lot of expectations going was cool. into it, and I was thoroughly entertained. And I know like guys what are you guys doing this is like and you could hear jericho like you could hear jericho on the commentary booth like you could tell he was just not into all the bumps going on because it's like guys this is an empty arena what are you doing like,
0: like why are you doing that for no fans for well like, for for the sixth your six best friends around the ring.
1: yeah uh yeah i thought this was a, a thoroughly entertaining match what'd you think of it it
0: was all right i mean i i I don't know. To me, it kind of fell flat. I, I'm not really into Kip Sabian nor Jimmy Havoc, so I, whenever I see them coming, I'm just kind of like, meh. Even when I watch what, him wrestle, I just what
1: What do you think of uh, Orange Cassidy's use in these empty arena shows, like lately?
0: He, he's trying to do uh, different things. I, I guess it's fine, you know. But then,
1: but then, do you think that he, his, uh, his, and granted, again, skeleton crew, but do you think? his uh his aura is just super dampened by
0: the fact that there are no audience members. I mean, it's it's definitely not helping him in any sense because the fans are the ones that sell it for him, you know, or for anybody else. But in the end of the day, I think Orange Cassidy will survive and I think his gimmick won't fall flat once fans come back. Oh yeah, and, he'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. um i did you know was it was it last week when penelope tried to get on the ring apron and she tried to distract the ref and then uh that's when orange cassidy like took off his jack and was trying to distract the ref with his good looks it, <laughs> it, it was good stuff it was good stuff
1: uh we got a brit baker dental office video we uh cut to her getting makeup done by a woman named reba who goes by rebel
0: apparently she's um, from tna
1: yeah, she's uh she's from TNA and she's also a legit makeup artist too, oh. which she does makeup for AEW and I'm like, I think she's going to end up being in the ring and that's what it kind of alluded to, <laughs> you know, her being like Britt Baker's <laughs>
0: they go back to the backstage and like, "Hey guys, guys, does anyone have any wrestling experience in here?" Any any But you? you, you you do? Okay, you're going to be in the ring next week. Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh and then Britt then gives her constructive criticism, really just giving her a bunch of passive aggressive, you know, you know, uh instructions like you've we've all had we've all the had all those days and when in our jobs when we were just like yeah you do this you normally don't, don't do this and all this other stuff. Down, down, yeah. um, just to turn it around. Sorry. She goes through reasons why not everyone can be a role model, and goes through all the reasons you aren't one by using Tony as an example like oh uh not every not con yeah. yeah not con Of course because Khan is a Tony con is a shining example of all those yes reasons why you can be a role model. Yeah, they pretty much just make fat jokes. They make teeth jokes. They make, uh, oh, they make poor Tony. Jokes. Poor
0: Tony Schiavone.
1: I mean, he's he takes it on the chin.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, Sean Spears versus Baron Black. Uh, collar and elbow tie ups. Baron Black. And twist. Yeah. Um, Baron Black twist. Yeah, uh, Baron Black. He's pandering to Cody Rhodes as he has a bunch of triforces all over his gear. Okay, big Zelda, big Zelda fan. Uh Spears was twerking, Baron gets a bit of offense but gets a spine gets spine busters and mounts and strikes. Spo- uh, Spears does a whole to jericho with the flexing pin as Jericho approves. In fact, he says he has a fanboy mo- he was fanboy. Oh, he's thing. the
0: guy with the loincloth, right? Um well not, he wasn't just wearing a loincloth, but it was no, like this long thing. No, no, flower. that was
1: No, that was uh that was that was Eric Angle or whatever his name is. Oh, was.
0: okay sure.
1: Uh, Spears then does Spears then does a sharpshooter while he gives a Bubba Ray Dudley death stare for the submission victory. Yeah, Sean Spears, they they continue to use him and I think this was just a way to fill Yay. time honestly. I mm-hmm. like Sean Spears uh, more than most people. I love his theme music and you know this was. It's this was a, a rap graphic.
0: song. I don't know the lyrics, but it's a rap song. Uh, he's
1: a reflection I, of perfection. No,
0: that's Mark Ginger. Uh, I, I just. I, I never got his his logo just being a play on Cody's, and it was like for that one feud he had coming. It's, in. Like, it's like a, a leaf.
1: leaf. It's like a Canadian leaf. Well, it, it's, it's like leaf.
0: the Canadian version of Cody's logo. Like if he were to join the Bullet Club, that's what it would have looked like for his T-shirt. Sure. Um, sure. I just for that it was for that one feud. I I don't get why he's. I don't,
1: I don't know, I don't know. Uh, Marco Stunt promo video, uh, video questions. Uh, the video questions why Marco was there. Uh, he says he wants to step up to the plate and all that stuff. Marco Stunt versus Brody Lee, as indicated by the fucking um, in-match graphic early, like throughout that show, where you have Brody Lee standing side by side to Marco Stunt. It's like it's like a father and son kind of. It, it looked like a father and son picnic. Oh, like yeah, he's you, yeah, it's going well in pocket. Uh, Corey is showing me a permanent marker.
0: I don't even know why. I, th- I feel like we're a video podcast. I'm just like, hey, see you guys like this.
1: Uh, Marco Stunt versus Brody Lee. Jericho surprisingly puts uh, Marco Stunt over, saying despite him being able to beat his ass, he has respect due to his heart and connection with the audience. True. Tony calls this your classic mismatch. Lee just stares at the stunt. Lee shoves Stunt down, kicks him in the face, chops the chest, throws him around. Stunt gets kicked outside, beats a 10 count. Uh, but gets a little bit of offense, but catches him with a wins of chains, then a sit out powerbomb for the pin and win. Thanks for coming, Marco Stunt. This is a this is the thing, this is the role that have Marco Stunt has now. You know, they they hired a bunch of hosses. He's going to be the the trough for these hosses.
0: He's gonna beat somebody eventually.
1: Oh yeah, no, of course. He's, Stunt, I think Marco Stunt has a job for life in AEW at this point. Yeah. For being there and just willing to take the hits on this part. Yeah. At least I hope so. Yeah. Uh, moxley video promo this uh he says that eight weeks ago yep eight weeks ago he won the aew title and he says it feels like a century boy doesn't moxley moxley reflects on what he's thankful for uh because how fuck it might as well be november right <laughs> his wife steel chairs which he used to beat uh, jake hager um in that in that AEW empty arena match last not last week two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Uh, thankful that W AEW is live next week, which I'm kind of eh about still, and that he'll stock up on some Metallica CDs and drive all the way, all the way to where they'll do the di- the live dynamite. Which, considering that he lives in Las Vegas, is it's a long drive. A very long. They um. I was listening to another podcast where they calculated how long it's going to take. It's a 33 hour drive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people people do it. Yeah, I'm sure he. I'm sure he'll stay at some nice hotel along the way too.
1: He, I mean, like he. If anyone's gonna do it, it's
0: Moxley. He's got plenty of bubble gum. Got Metallica.
1: And Renee Young is already there, also, right? So, fuck it. Well, or at least I think in so. In Las Vegas. In
0: no, in Florida. No, she's in Las Vegas. She's in Las Vegas. Yeah. Okay. Well, they, he even said they're stuck at home. That's why all the episodes of um, Backstage have been recorded from her home. But then
1: she was on. But then she was on. The thing is, she was on on SmackDown um, last week. But they,
0: I don't fucking know, man.
1: And that was live. At least I I think it was. There's there's a schedule
0: going on. I don't know what they're doing anymore. They might be selling to fucking ESPN. Who knows? Yeah.
1: Uh, Says when you step up to the AEW champ, do so at your own risk. Order takeout to support small businesses, and don't forget to call your grandmother.
0: Yeah. Order through DoorDash, please.
1: Yes. Support your local DoorDasher.
0: And tip uh, very well. Yeah. Especially if well, you John. live in San Francisco. And thank you, John, for saying that.
1: Yeah. Uh, Kenny Omega and Matt Hardy versus Jericho and Sammy Guevara is advertised as well as the MJ uh, the return of Maxwell Jacob Friedman. So this, and it's gonna be live. Uh, this is gonna be a uh, Yeah. This is gonna be quite the quite the dynamite next week. Look forward yeah. to it. Sort of. Uh, Lance Archer continues to murder people before he enters the ring which leads us to our main event Lance Archer versus Dustin Rhodes our 2nd semifinal match for the TNT Championship Tournament uh, two, it's this the, the beginning of this match is two dudes slowly filling out each other which makes sense considering how much time we have left these guys are going long uh, Jericho says Dustin's match last week motivated him and showed him confidence pounce to, the, pounce to the ounce to Dustin Archer slams Dustin into a chair indirect contact opens up Dustin's forehead because of course that's going to happen Archer stares down Pineapple Pete, to, much to Jericho's joy. Dustin is just bleeding all over the place. Real sensible stuff going on in the middle of, an epi- of a pandemic. Uh, Archer just plays with his blood on his hands. Dustin mounts a comeback, does the corner high, uh, thigh kick. Jericho compares Archer to Michael Myers and says Murderhawk monster is the best nickname ever. Yeah. Code red from Dustin, unable to cover. Strike exchange as Archer smiles. Larry from Dustin gets Archer off his feet. Power slam to Archer as Jericho struggles to name places in Texas uh dustin goes does the crossroads but kicks out can at you one. name
0: can you name five places in texas michael
1: said uh what did he say Is an el paso uh amarillo uh
0: i think there's laredo
1: austin houston and yeah i'll say laredo
0: five uh, places and uh, uh i don't know there we go uh,
1: dustin does the crossroads but kicks out at one hint hint Uh, Dustin goes to the top rope but is caught into a chokeslam for a two count old school across the ropes into a moonsault from Archer which was like man Undertaker take notes man (sighs) maybe you should do that one time well he's too
0: busy hanging out with tigers okay and Uh hanging out with some sex crazed tiger owner.
1: Uh, Dustin gets out of a blackout, chokeslam, but uh, but Dustin pins Archer's shoulders, just like Cody from earlier, but kicks out. Archer rips out the turnbuckle like it's nothing and drills Dustin's head into it repeatedly, and to which I'm thinking, playoff rules again, Aubrey? All right. Uh, uh. Q- QT Marshall gets the towel, teasing a throw, but Cody grabs Oh, I, I thought Cody was going to throw the it. towel
0: in. I thought Cody was going to throw the towel in for him.
1: Yeah, Cody knows what it feels like to have a, a, a towel thrown at him, so he ref he refuses and relents because he knows his brother. Yeah. Archer drags Austin uh, Dustin to the center of the ring, bangs his head onto the fl- ring floor repeatedly, and pins him via the claw hold. And there you have it: finals for the TNT tournament. TNT championship tournament is Lance Archer versus Cody. Happening at double or nothing. Happening at double or nothing, and hey, breaking news. I feel like i should say this right now
0: dun, 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 dun. curtis
1: axel's released from wwe
0: that's weird i was just thinking about that the other day i was like why are curtis act i like i was literally thinking about that this morning once I, I was like that's weird how curtis axel and Bo dallas are still employed by wwe
1: well yeah that's your breaking news as as of this moment but yeah
0: wow huh.
1: i thought this was um <clears throat> this was just two two Wiley veterans just having at it Uh, telling a story just as much as i like to say that cody versus sean spears match was meat and potatoes i thought this was this was more meat and potatoes wrestling in my opinion you know there was a there was a bit of razzle dazzle lance archer's uh offense when he did that flip off the old school um i thought dustin looked great and it's funny because jericho
0: got more and more heelish as the match went on you know, it, he he kind of started out as the commentator, but it was Cody, so he was just. Eventually, it led on and on to him being more like pin him, pin him now, like take yeah. him down. Um, I do. I lo- thought
1: Lance. I thought Lance Archer looked great. I think he honestly, he should honestly be the winner of this tournament. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. As I much think so. as much
1: as I want to, but then that just makes that Cody loses another pay per view match, also, and that's I don't know. What you, I don't know what you do from there.
0: Listen, baby, sometimes you don't have to win every match. That's what I told myself. They could, son. they could
1: do, they they could do a dusty finish. They could do, they could do some shenanigans. Listen,
0: baby, I'm gonna have Marco think, stunt go out there. And He gonna interrupt the match. He's gonna say, "Hey, listen, you, I'm gonna get involved because I'm a little guy. I'm gonna win the title."
1: But Please. I did like, I did like the whole like just Cody just tending to dust And as he stares down Lance Archer. That's gonna be yeah. that's gonna be fire. It's yeah, gonna, I have no doubt in my mind. Hot it'll be fire,
0: there. as some would say.
1: But uh, this was a really good dynamite. Um, you know, given what they had, given the circumstances of what they have to work with, yeah. I, uh, I was still thoroughly entertained throughout the the entire two hours, which just kind of went by. I think Wardlow is fat is becoming one of my favorites out of these out of these dynamite shows. I think he been, has benefited greatly from this sort of format. Um, I th- honestly, I, I put him above Brody Lee when it comes to just squashing fools.
0: Oh yeah. I don't, I'm not a, not a huge Squash- Brody Lee fan. Mr. Uh, he's,
1: he's got, he's, he, they got, they got a, they got to they got a, they got to tune him up a little bit.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, they they start-
1: got I I feel like he, now he's just been kind of directionless. He's just being there for the sake of being there. Yeah. Which you can say for a lot of people in. Yeah. Um, but Wardlow, man, man. He's gonna be. He's gonna be something.
0: He, he looks good. Um, I don't know about his hair. I feel like he should. I don't know if he should cut his hair. I can't decide.
1: I'm not. Yeah, I'm not too thrilled about the man bun either. He should just. He really should just trim it. He's got. He's got. He traps should, for he, days he should have a
0: comb over. He should have like a, uh, like a fade and a comb over.
1: He just pretty much just looks like a, uh, Dexter Loomis.
0: Yes, like Dexter yeah. Loomis. Yeah, Dynamite AEW. Well, you know what? Kenny Kenny Omega, Matt Hardy. Uh, next week they. Uh, is they, Hang is Hangman just like really not leaving his house?
1: I think so. I really do. Think I, I, I honestly,
0: beat. yeah, I think Hangman's like, no, dude, I'm not leaving the house. I don't want coronavirus.
1: I wonder if they'll put that into a storyline. Where it's like, you have been just in your house, blah blah blah. Well, yeah, I've been in my house because I'm because of the. <laughs> That's yeah. exactly what he says. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, I want as I want Hangman Hangman to be back, but I also want him to be safe. So they know. don't
0: have a they don't have a rule like forty five day no defense clause. You lose the titles. I don't know.
1: Unprecedented times, Corey. It,
0: shut up! Every commercial right now in America.
1: Fuck, dude. No, that that it, it was it's relentless. It's been relentlessly these
0: unprecedented times. We're dealing with unprecedented things. With it un- will. Un- be- Untimely sur- sur- situations will make us come together. Anyways, yeah. let's talk about NXT. One thing I was going to say about AEW that they're really benefiting over NXT is these pre-taped shows. Uh, one one w- th- weird thing is that you know they do have some things that are being misplaced and put out of order, like the Brandy Rhodes coming out with Dustin at the end of AEW, not selling her injury in earlier in the night, wearing completely different clothes. I think that was for meant for an ep- another episode. Um. But everyone looks good and in shape the thing about NXT is I feel like everyone's looking smaller or bigger and not in good ways and you're still
1: working that's why <laughs> if
0: you want to call it body shaming but they're not training so I mean, you
1: could say wrestling is an inherent part of training
0: you could say that yeah but I don't know I, I some of these guys they they rigor- rigorously train you know um, but some people like I said like Tony Nie looks smaller um uh Keith Lee looked he's
1: gotta he's gotta keep the weight down he's in a cruiserweight championship
0: Keith Lee I mean tournament he's a big boy and I know he lifts a lot and when he can't lift a lot he does you know he eats a lot and I, I'll yeah. say
1: this Sean Spears that dude is looking thicker by the week
0: yeah well, I mean everyone especially
1: when you hear especially like when you see him what you when you see what he used to look like yeah that dude was slim
0: the uh, I, I perfect ten Ty tillinger I remember the guy
1: wow that was that was
0: his name yeah uh let's kick off nxt we kick it off with tom phillips telling us that charlotte is walking into the arena tonight it looked like though she was walking into a business home in in Silicon. no it felt like it was like silicon valley somewhere she was walking into like wearing a business suit and i was like not like a suit but like a like a uh, blouse top and a dress so
1: my people call your people
0: yeah Uh, but with her title in hand too which i thought was kind of funny uh, Maro Ranallo and Beth Phoenix are doing voiceover commentary. This was weird. Okay, so this was a m- very weird. My, this is what I think happened. And some people said, "Oh, it sounded great. It sounded production. It sounded great." No, it didn't. It sounded like crap the entire night. Because what I think happened is, I think Beth and Maro did voiceover commentary, and I think Maro had some like spaces in between where he let you can pipe in, like Tom Phillips can pipe in every now and again. But I think Tom Phillips either added his voice later. Or was well? You think he did it himself? Like I'm gonna put myself over, add these trends? No, 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 mind. no, no, no. No, I think they meant for it like that because there was a point where, but Morrow was never like Tom. Tell me about this. It was always just Morrow would say one thing, and then Tom Phillips would say something, and then you hear Morrow go, "That is correct." Yeah. So uh, it was very yeah, really weird, but it was good. It was. I'm glad to have Morrow back. I'm glad to have Beth back. You know, it, to hear so, their voices again made the show a lot more watchable.
1: Uh, a little bit of more breaking news, actually. Do, do, um, do, 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 so, do, this is coming from... Okay, so, I see this posted from somebody who I consider a pretty trusted source. Repost this source. It's coming from Tom Colohue. I don't know who he is. Don't know the guy. He says, it says, uh, WWE sources confirmed that any current superstars requesting releases will be granted them. We're likely to see a couple of additional names pop up fresh off that Curtis Axel release. So... We'll see how it goes. You know, if you if you want to stall, if you want to stretch out your NXT review, just so we can make get some news, by all means. But uh, so we'll see where this
0: goes. what I was saying about NXT? Oh, so,
1: NXT.
0: Um, is from- yeah, Morrow, right? He's crazy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he don't don't say that. Come
0: on. No, I he's mean not- like he's crazy good. Like he's like in your face. Like I love the guy.
1: WWE in full on cost cutting mode now. Honestly,
0: I, 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 they they're looking like they're getting ready to sell. They're yeah. they're shape- God
1: willing, honestly. <laughs>
0: Vince McMahon is letting go of a lot of people that were close to him. You know, like I think he's making sure they got on their terms. You know, we'll see.
1: We'll see how it is, man. That would be that'd be the story to end all stories. Wow, goddamn! Because of course I, it's-
0: I would hate if I was at work and they just fucking sold this afternoon we couldn't do a show anyways uh isaiah Swerve scott versus el Hio del fantasma um i mean this is it was, an, it was an okay match i don't know i i i expect more out of el Hio or out of fantasma i'm just gonna call him fantasma i expect more out of fantasma um the pa- past couple matches have been kind of lackluster. Uh, the two kind of start out exchanging roll-ups back and forth between the two men. There was a cool moment, though, when Swerve did a springboard Frankensteiner to Phantasma. Um, coming back from the break, it's a WWE match, so of course we have the long rest hold a head a headlock on Phantasma. Phantasma comes back with a basement dropkick, which leads to a frog splash to Swerve, followed by a kickout. Deadlift German with a release to Phantasma, uh, which led to a crucifix pin to or a roll-up to Phantasma. Isaiah Swerve Scott gets the pin and the win, and gets another point in this round-robin tournament for the interim cruiserweight title. Uh, this was really a surprise. Like I said, I thought Phantasma was going to be... kind of like this, the
1: favorite. Yeah, was-
0: I thought he was going to get this undefeated push in the tournament, but I guess not.
1: Hey, I mean, look, I'm, I'm supportive of, uh, I'm honestly either way. Like I, I consider myself a a Swerve fan. I really like what he does. Um, and like the more, the more this benefits swerves, the more it benefits me. So,
0: Hey, Uh, yeah,
1: I I haven't, I haven't been completely sold on Phantasma anyway. So it's good to see Swerve, you know, get his due. I liked his whole theme song better. But then again, I could say that about like 50% of the roster anyway. So,
0: yeah, Oh, two, I got some stuff to talk about theme songs later. Uh, but, you know, this is, like I said, uh, after the match, McKenzie inter- interviews uh, Swerve. He says, uh, when you need to score that last point, bet on Swerve. This is Swerve's house. He's going to win in interim tournament. He'll win it. Yes, he will. Uh, then we lead to a Dominic Dijakovic uh, video, which I thought was a pretty decent video. Um, talks about Johnny Gargano, uh, his video last week. He says Gargano wants to reshape NXT in his image, which he thinks is the worst idea ever. Um, you know, he says, um, he, you know, he just he wants to get back at him for uh, challenges to a match last week because he doesn't like the words Johnny Gargano used last week. Basically, he's going to be the heel, or he's going to be the face to Johnny Gargano's heel for right now. It seems like.
1: Uh, I'm just Johnny gargano I'm still it's just new baffles. it's
0: fresh I mean what Johnny gargano the um uh, I'm super the supportive I'm just, the supportive husband I mean I well no it's just the fact that like is
1: it just because they're lacking in heel side it's just like I just i still consider Johnny gargano well dexter
0: Loomis just, is a face now so they need another heel
1: is he's not a face he is a face i mean he makes a face but he's not a
0: face. Yeah, I'm. i
1: I am just just utterly baffled about just how they want how the direction they're taking with Johnny Gargano because to me that dude is the ultimate babyface. He's at his best when he wrestles a babyface style, and it's just this just seems tacky on and this and unnecessary. And also to Candice LeRae, who I think is the most the pluckiest babyface imaginable. It's 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 baffling to me. I, well, I yeah, we'll I get, like we'll,
0: we'll we'll talk about her. We'll talk about her in a second, actually. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. So, uh, uh, Dijakovic challenges um, Gargano to a match next week, and then we cut back to the arena, and that's when Phantasma almost gets kidnapped again by the masked luchadors, who just r- who just <laughs> run up to him and they go, oh, c- c- "Come, come with us! Come with us!" Like, uh, what kind so of kid- what kind of kidnappers just run up and there are just like, "Hey, come on, let's go! Come, come on, come! We want to come with us! Let's go!" No, you don't. Okay, bye. Uh, he fights them off yet again the only person to do that nobody knows where um uh raul mendoza and uh walking wild are right now so i mean they could be the masked luchadors now we don't know so uh el conquistadors strike again
1: i wonder if they'll let walking wild keep that penis mask
0: <laughs> now what about that bug mask
1: that's what it is oh, that's the,
0: the bug penis mask uh, next up, we have Candice Lerae uh, with Johnny Gargano in her corner uh, versus Casey Cananzaro. So, uh, as we saw last week, Lerae has a new look. Along with uh, along with a new look comes her. She's th- the Poison Pixie. Well, she has two nicknames: the pint Size Poison, it said, and then the poison, and then the the Poison Pixie. Yeah, uh, and also a third new theme song for her. This is her third theme song. Of course, of course. Uh, Johnny Gargano comes out. He introduces LeRae as opposed to the ring announcer. And, you know, he's just kind of building her up. He says, oh, this is my favorite wrestler, the best wrestler in the world. My wife, Candice LeRae. Uh, yeah, he
1: was pretty much playing Leo Rush at this point.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Candice LeRae is Bobby Lashley. I could see that. I, I mean, if he gets out there, LeRae, not- LeRae. But he, he didn't talk during the match, so that's good. He just... Did the introduction, so that was fine. Um, the two start off uh arguing about who's more scared, Casey Cannizzaro and Candace LeRae Did I don't know if you saw that? Uh, LeRae gets her in the corner, she goes, I'm not scared, I just don't want to be in the corner. What I was like, I, okay. yeah, and there was a lot of talking. I was like, y'all gotta turn down the microphone in that ring because they have to, there's no there's no one there. That's you, that's what you're kind oh, of supposed but to do. back, to- Maro could all you want you'd. Oh. That's all you need to do. Just have Morrow talk. It's fine. Morrow and Beth, I'm I'm cool with just them talking over it. Um, the two start off uh, going back and forth, Ray using her traditional wrestling slams and holds, whereas Casey Canzaro is using her gymnastic drops. Uh, the end of the match saw a surfboard stomp, which saw Candice LeRae kind of pick up... Um, Casey Cananzaro, while she was on the ground, stomp her face down while lifting her arms up behind her, calling it the wicked stepsister, getting the pin and the win, hits the Gargano escape on her after the match, just for good measure. Like, uh, you were saying earlier, this is kind of meant for uh, uh, God. Candice LeRae. It's
1: a, com- it's, it's, a com- it's, it's a coming out party for her as a heel in that division, which is more than it needed to be. Uh, Casey Cananzaro still becoming, you know, prey. For the, the, for, for the predators, the, the
0: cutest the cutest little wrestler in all of WWE, she's
1: tiny. Wait till she turns. Wait till she turns a uh, heel. I don't know. I'm <laughs> don't just know. in that mood. I'm
0: just in that mood
1: of just everybody's just gonna turn heel eventually in NXT. And I know that's wrestling. Everybody has their ups and their downs, and just like
0: I don't know. I'm just it's, not so sold he, on
1: Candice LeRae as a heel.
0: So, for some reason, Candice LeRae as a heel reminds me of Alexa Bliss as a heel. I don't know why.
1: Because yeah, good lord, we need we need more of Alexa Bliss's. I you? just feel
0: like they're both blonde women who like Disney, and they're both heels. I don't know. I don't know. That's they're so- both
1: very short,
0: and they're both very short. Yes. Well, I think Alexa is very very short. I oh, know she is very very short. Actually, I She's can say like, that yeah. from personal experience. I, just, I I was in an elevator with her. Yes. I want you to put that on my gravestone, by the way Was on an elevator with Alexa Bliss
1: And just put like a and Just put a like a, a speaker sing, uh, Blasting love in an elevator by Aerosmith, yeah, got oh. it
0: I didn't know that was a song, but yes, we, sure, let's do it But let's go up next to our next segment Damien Priest, he's in his war room
1: I'm uh, in my war room Because I am Damien he Priest says,
0: Hello, I am Damien Priest My moment has arrived, Keith I know you're
1: hurting the running is over. I finally get to finish what I started once ago because I'm
0: Damien Priest and I am going to win the match tonight. Uh, is it me or does Damien Priest look like Keegan-Michael Key with his goatee?
1: I think it's just because of their skin
0: complexion. Dude, with the with the goatee and he smiles. I'm like, dude, I, I feel like Damien Priest is like the wrestling character they can have on a Key and peel sketch.
1: That dude needs to let go of the fucking hair. I mean, maybe he'll look even more like Keegan-Michael Key if he removes that hair, but Jesus Christ. That is a big, fat dome on the top of I'm not a big of fan shelf. of Key and
0: Peele. I don't want to look like Keegan-Michael Key. Why, uh, why wouldn't you want to? He's a good-looking man. He is a good-looking guy. Um, great shout too. to If you have never seen Key and Peel, go, go go to Kulu and watch it right now. you got a lot of episodes to catch up on. And next up, we have the fucking most... Uh, what, I don't know what the hell this came out of. Okay, so Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher. They come out. They're cutting a promo. Uh, Riddle's still holding both titles because Thatcher is just a placeholder for Dunn until he comes back. Uh, Matt Riddle says, WWE has gotten a lot of criticism for putting two random guys together as a tag team. But Pete and I, we're a real team. We won the Dusty Cup and we won the NXT tag titles. Timothy, we're a team too. I know, like you, like I know the back of my hand. If I knew the back of my hand for two weeks. Um, and I, I was, like I say, I bet anything Riddle thought that joke was super funny when he was really stoned. He's like, uh, if I knew my hand for I two weeks. I feel like weeks.
1: you need to be really stoned to enjoy this segment. but. Yeah.
0: Uh, um, and tonight we're going to prove to the world that we're <laughs> a good team. They start walking to the ring and they go, on the new Libro show. So this is kind of a...
1: I really like the way it kind of rolled out, though, where it just super came out of nowhere, like this. All like the bunch, graphics like, changed. Yeah, and then you see Byron Saxton just like just come, like appearing out of thin air with a really tacky suit. That that the way they pulled that off, I thought was really funny.
0: Hey, Byron, play. I thought Byron played his role right as a tacky uh, kind of game show host. Yeah. Um, so this, like I said, it's a play on the newlywed game. Um, NXT turns into a game show. Tom Phillips announces the show or announces the show and Byron host as the uh, host. Thatcher is introduced to the man that, um, apparently he pulled out eyeball out of somebody's socket. I don't know. And Matt Riddle is a Joey Ryan fan because he said that he enjoys, uh, pina coladas and, uh, getting caught in the rain. That's just, I assumed there was a Joey Ryan reference. I don't know why. Nonetheless, uh, Thatcher is, uh, int- like I said, uh, introduces that man. Uh, Riddle, I mean, there was just a bunch of jokes in here. They're doing like, oh, Thatcher, what did Matt Riddle have for breakfast? He says, I have no idea. And he was right because Matt Riddle didn't even have any idea what he had for breakfast. Because when he wakes, his wife bakes. And um, yeah. Yeah and there was no Uh, yeah yeah they uh, they ask uh matt or timothy thatcher where's the craziest as a wrestler where's the craziest place you've done it he says he's had a triple threat in a laundromat and uh says
1: threesome and
0: uh and by the washer which i that's okay i i I don't know i legit (laughs) thought was like damn i didn't think i did not know this was going this in this direction no i did not um and um that's when imperial um (laughs) And then they go to the speed round and then Matt Riddle's like, sorry, speed's not my thing, dude. Um, so, I mean, it was just great. I, I I think they're kind of giving Riddle a little bit more, of an imp- having him input more on what's happening with his character. I'm not saying yeah. they're giving him free reign, but they're definitely letting him get input on what's happening with his character. Um, after- What's up? No, go ahead. Uh, after this, though, they get attacked by Imperium. Uh, Fab- Fabian Ackner... And uh, Marcel Barthel attacked from behind. Um, they beat up. They take out Thatcher or, or they take out Riddle early on the outside and then take out Thatcher in the ring two on one. Hit the European bomb on Thatcher. Hold up the NXT tag team titles. And uh, yeah, you have uh, your
1: next program. Imperium, Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel and uh, Timothy Thatcher. And I
0: wonder if they're going to change. Riddle. I wonder if they're going to change the titles because Pete Dunne is not here. You know.
1: I think honestly, I really like the, I really like the way they're using Timothy Thatcher, like just as a, just as a as Steve Blackman. It? No, well, yeah, it's Steve Blackman to Matt Riddle's Al Snow, of course. Um, it's a good way to display the skills of Timothy Thatcher, as he's pretty much a taller American Pete Dunn. Yeah, which you know, I'm I'm all for it. He's a very t- he's a very talented performer, and. He plays off with Riddle well. I think Riddle it. This really shows the personality Riddle has for everything that he does. Like, yeah, it wasn't a. To be honest, like as bad as this segment kind of was in the beginning, he really held his own. Like mm-hmm. he really tried to make it work, mm-hmm. and I just think that could be a blessing and a curse. You mm-hmm. know, they'll they, they might be under the assumption that well they'll give P, uh, D, um, Matt Riddle everything and anything, and he'll just they'll just automatically assume they'll make it work. They'll think of him as a Kurt Angle in that sort of sort of way. Um, they have to be careful with that, but I thought I thought Matt Riddle was great, and I it was it was just stupid dumb fun, which yeah. is who I think Matt Riddle is stupid dumb fun, but he you could right. still take uh, him seriously.
0: Yeah, the, yeah, I like Matt Riddle, I like Thatcher, I like their chemistry. I just you know to me it just it seemed like that Pete Dunne they they might have other plans for Thatcher. They didn't know how long this is gonna last, and I don't know you know there, there's a possibility that they could change titles. But we'll see what happens in the coming weeks. Uh, next up, we have an Adam Cole video. He's just, you know, um, talking about uh, Velveteen Dream and the NXT title. Next week, they're gonna have a match. So, yeah,
1: yeah, uh, Velveteen Dream versus Adam Cole next week. Uh, they're they're doing that match.
0: They're doing it, uh, despite uh, what you know, you know what's been said about Velveteen Dream in the um, Reddit section or. A lot of online, you know, accusations, rumors,
1: and, and innuendo. And uh,
0: scuttlebutt, was, rumor, innuendo. Uh, yeah, and then, go on. Should we just talk about that?
1: Like honestly, like it's it's been kind of just.
0: It's, yeah, I guess we should. It's been kind of
1: swept is. under the. It's kind of been swept under the Feeling rug like as it of has, late.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, Velveteen well, mostly dream.
1: because there was some development regarding the the accusers. Also. Oh,
0: I didn't know about that. Okay, so let's talk about this. Uh, um, so Velveteen yeah, was, Dream was accused online of sending lewd photos to underage. Was it underage men or underage boys or, or were they girls? Age boys. I mean, okay. they're underage. With, I, I, yeah. No, I just did I, the verbiage of it. I just, in my head, I was like, was it a boy? They were boys. And okay. so
1: they were just exchanging Twitter DMs. Things got really lewd. And then there was an audio message him of what seems to be clearly Velveteen Dream uh, sending an audio message asking him, what school do you guys go to? It sounded exactly like him. Yeah, and it it it, it was pretty despicable, to be honest. Yeah. With you,
0: yeah. And
1: they and the, he and Dream has since denied it. He said he's 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 going with a third party to investigate the situation. And then there was some there was a bit of development
0: in regards to the uh, well, the yeah, party. and and the photos apparently sent. Sorry, the photos. Oh yeah,
1: there. I forgot about that. The very the the, the yep.
0: photos sent to the to. The- the kids who are you know 15 16 and 17 years old yeah
1: yeah and, and so there was a interesting new developments with the accusers again this is still there's still a lot that we have yet to we have yet to know about but then there was they were recently outed as like this raise they, they were going so they were going through like the the account of the accusers the ig and then there was like a, there was a bunch of these subsections of chats and one of the subsections is titled exposing n-words like spelled out like that, exposing N words, and there, and the the accusers' ju- justification for that is say, "Oh, we're here to expose people who say the N word," but then you could also see it as them exposing them themselves exposing, you know, N words s- expose
0: African Americans. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so it's now we're just at a. I, I'm certainly in a wait and see kind of situation in this sort of, and I bet, and I I'm willing to bet that the WWE is just. I'm hoping this would just go away even though it's, yeah. it's quite well, it's, even though the subject matter is highly inexcusable
0: yeah well Something also too is, a velveteen dream was involved with a i guess a warrant for his rest like a year ago um when wwe came or uh, uh, with involving like a, some uh velveteen dream apparently smashing up a car
1: yeah i mean that's just
0: so yeah, no i mean it's just a bunch of stuff brand. kind of all all yeah say about the velveteen dream so, so they
1: and then you see and then you see adam cole not even advertise, like not even hyping up his match on twitter he is he usually does so they're I, um, clearly very careful about this story. i
0: i i don't think this match is going to happen
1: you think there's going to be shenanigans you think like imperium is just going to attack velveteen dream
0: well who, who's going to? we're going to have an nxt title match next week for sure but i don't think it's gonna i think dream's gonna whoever maybe i don't know Maybe we'll have maybe we'll have Finn Balor. Maybe Finn Balor will come on and say, "Oh, the dream! I talked to my locker room last week, you know, and I'm gonna get getcha." And he takes him out, and he says, "I'm gonna have a match and with." Then Imperium
1: right is gonna cost him the match, and again, and all that other bullshit. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> we'll see. Uh,
0: <laughs> next up, Mia Yim versus Charlotte Flair. Um, this was a match. uh Charlotte controlling early on, Yim. Makes a comeback with a series of strikes and a Tornado DDT. Tarantula to Charlotte. I don't know why anyone ever goes to the Tarantula because you can only hold it for four seconds. Uh, soul food to Charlotte after she uh, shakes it up. But she just shakes it off. Big boot to Yim. Kick out. Protect your neck. Reverse to a figure four. Transition into figure eight. Or submission victory for Charlotte Flair. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and what do you think of this match, uh, Eric? What? No. I'm, sorry, I was my Conrad. What did you think of this um,
1: match? you know like Charlotte Flair as a NXT champion it was just, this was a Charlotte Flair match there mm-hmm. to make Charlotte look strong and yeah. all that stuff I didn't have much I didn't have much to think about it um,
0: after the match then uh, Io Shirai comes out and uh, she just yells at uh, yells at Charlotte
1: Cause that's cause cause she's Japanese and all Japanese women just have that gimmick of just yelling in Japanese, yeah, incoherently,
0: yeah. Uh, soon Eo will start dancing. Apparently, maybe she'll probably be part of the Kabuki Warriors. I don't know,
1: man. <laughs>
0: sorry uh no no it's all good next up it's great
1: kate, it's a great theme song
0: case canzaro she's backstage she's being checked out by a doctor Kaden carter's alongside her uh mackenzie walks in she wants an update from medical staff they, they we they can't do it but Candace loray walks in she says this is the new nxt and you better get used to it uh so i'm guessing it's going to be candace versus kate and carter next week or following week something like sure, that. sure whatever <laughs> Dexter Loomis, your favorite wrestler versus Shane Thorne. Um, yeah, Dexter he Loomis. The
1: str- he enters he to the Stranger themes theme song.
0: So, okay, I think Dexter Loomis is a face. I don't. Why think do he, you think he's a face? A, he tagged with the Velveteen Dream last week against, like, he just walked in um, and to go against the Unattuned Era, and it was really weird, and I don't understand why. Uh, but this week, he seems to be more, uh, like, he's facing Shane Thorne. Shane Thorne is kind of a, he he's a heel jobber. He's fodder. He's, he's heel fodder. jobber. But the jobbers are usually heel or face. You, you that know. gimmick
1: does not scream face to me, though. Uh yeah. Serial well, killers are not good okay. Or implied I don't think he is
0: face. I don't think he's a serial killer. I you
1: think, think it's just implied serial killer. I think it's just
0: like, he's a gay leather daddy.
1: I mean, I have no I have no knowledge of this sort of subject matter. He's gay leather daddy, alright, he's a gay leather daddy.
0: Hey, you know what? I I am I'm, I'm just putting it out there. Support your support your argument. Why? Yeah. Uh well, because A, uh he's very well groomed as a, and a very well it the mustache? Yeah, it's the mustache. It's definitely the mustache. It's just the mustache. That's no, it? uh no, it uh, the black loves the no It just to me he looks like he's about to be in a gay porn. So. Just from my experience of what I've seen. Anyways, let's move on. Dexter Loomis. He uh pretty much a jobber match, uh Spinebuster uh to Thorn pulls him up, hits a Uranagi and the man, single arm triangle, man, man, uh ref stoppage, Loomis wins. So I'm guessing I, I like think, well,
1: I think I like time. his death stare. Him and Sean Spears are both just doing death stares after they're finished. They just I don't know, something effective about that. Yeah. He just looks at his hands like what have I done?
0: Um, Why I am like,
1: I so violent?
0: Yeah, well he 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 likes pain. He like yeah, and when they're hitting him Anytime he got hit by Shane Thor, he would look down and like kind of like rub his nipples, and I'm like, okay, I can see what you're. He has doing. a
1: really good look. I, I will concede to that. Like, I think Dexter Loomis has a ton of potential. He has something. There is something in him. Like you, I saw that when he was Samuel Shaw in TNA, and I, I'm seeing that right now.
0: Uh, let's see. And then we cut to a video from last week: Jake Atlas giving Drake Drake Maverick a pep talk after leaving the arena.
1: Looking forward to your heel turn, Jake Atlas, because that's what's going to happen.
0: Uh, Keith Lee in his war room. Uh, he has a, a broken was a What was it called Laryx? I don't fucking know Something's wrong in his throat He can't talk loud I says Damien Priest You want to live in infamy uh, So too is my beating I give you tonight So, And then we go to the match of the night <laughs> Probably the only match anyone was talking about Out of the show drake maverick versus tony nice uh, so this is a interim cruiserweight title ma- tournament as you know Nice overpowering drake uh pretty much for most of this match hitting a series of strikes in the corner uh taunting drake the entire match taking uh talking trash while beating him down uh, maverick eventually hulks up giving nice a series of strikes in the corner followed by a basement drop kick missile drop kick to nice after that german to drake into the corner Drake dodges a running knees, corner cutter to knees, followed by a kick out. Drake goes for an elbow coming off the top rope, which he kind of played it off like he broke his arm. He was screaming pretty loudly off of that. I don't know if that's just how Rockstar Spud you or just, Drake Maverick sells.
1: Again, you just you you got to give the performance of your lifetime, considering these are going to be the last three matches of your career.
0: Um, so yeah, he uh, eventually he hits a bulldog off the corner to nice and gets the pin in the win. So Drake Maverick is now one and one in this tournament.
1: I wonder if he was always booked that way.
0: I'm really starting to think this was guy's not fire. I don't think he's fire, dude. By all accounts,
1: like the, from sources saying that he, they still insist that he is in fact released. And this is just how it's just going to go. This is how it's like, it's business as usual. For then why
0: is anyone else booked? being used for anything?
1: I mean, why is this tournament still fucking going on when you got a Kiro Tozawa, one of your winning people in this tournament, jobbed a Jinder fucking Mahal on on Raw? Like, why well, is anything? Jinder Mahal's anything?
0: back, okay. That was the shock of a lifetime.
1: And he loses to to Kiro Tozawa, which made no sense at all. That was that just completely buries your tournament right there, honestly. But yeah, after uh, the match. (laughs) No, no, no. It's what do you what do you think of the whole? I mean, yeah, you already said it. Like you don't think you think this whole Drake Maverick thing, he's gonna eventually just get hired back. I think
0: I think he already is hired back. You know, if he hasn't been already, I think he is. I think they hired him back, dude. I think they're keeping it under wraps. I would
1: would hope so. That would that's the thing. Like from but from what I'm hearing is that he is still he is like there he is still on track to be not with this company after this whole entire thing from from what i've heard yeah Yeah, i would hope that he would still he's hired back out of this and he probably will be but it's just weird to me if you know he's still gonna get fired after this booking like i again very weird
0: Mackenzie um, uh, interviews Drake ringside after the match. He says, Kashida you can call me the wolf of wall street and call me the wolf of NXT because I'm not freaking leaving. I'm leaving the NXT cruiserweight champion. Nah. Next week we have uh Charlotte versus Io Shirai for the NXT women's title Gargano versus Dijak or Dijakovic and uh, Adam Cole versus Velveteen dream. Uh, I'm going to put an asterisk by that uh, for the NXT title. So, we have a fucking stacked card for nxt next week too
1: i uh, yeah i guess they they've always they always try to stack their card the stack their cards as much as they can considering what their ratings are like for the for them each week to week
0: and our main event time keith lee versus damian priest um uh-huh. i don't know man this match <laughs> it, 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 it was just uh first off i i you know what i like i you know how I think about Haas matches. I just don't like them. Uh, they yeah. can be good sometimes. Like, there was one Dij- Dijakovic-Keith Lee match that I really liked. But uh, Lee takes control early. The fight spills out into the crowd, at which one point uh, Lee deadlifts uh, Priest and threw him uh, into the side of the ring. There was a weird uh, edit moment. I don't know if this is on everyone's thing or is this my feed. Uh, but um, Keith Lee goes for a powerbomb on the outside, and... And then it just all of a sudden cuts to him falling into the barricade about 10 feet away.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I I got that, too.
0: Okay. So they they really fucked up. They really edited all that. Oh, wow. Okay. So, um, like I said, uh, Lee looked really slow in this match, really sloppy. So did Damian Priest. Both these guys, I don't think they're getting the, the training that they need in this time. You know, like these guys need to be lifting weights. Constantly, every single day, and I'm not saying they have to to look. Get good. on the gas is what
1: you're saying, Corey. I got <laughs> yeah,
0: it. yeah, pretty much. Do something. Just, just, take just just pop those pills. Just no, do whatever. No, get no. those. Get that heart rate going and no. literally going. You know, I mean, if you have to lift Mia Yim 26 times or something, I don't know. Lift her, Keithly. Do something. You know um lee is a good guy uh like i said oh <laughs> uh, so i was gonna say <laughs> i skipped ahead of my notes uh damian priest tries to distract the ref he grabs the title and the nightstick at the same time <laughs> and he's like he just shows the title of the ref the ref's like can't yeah, you say he's like well i know do your job i was like i know do your job and put it back you are the referee you need to do that the ref's like, oh, you're right. I do need to do that. So he goes to put the title back. And that's when he tries to hit Keith Lee with the nightstick. And he's swinging the nightstick. And the ref's just like, did he hit him? No? OK, cool. It's fine. OK. Um, and then Keith Lee grabs the nightstick from him. The ref begs him to stop. He says, Keith, you, you can't. And like I said, Keith Lee's a good guy. So even before he has the chance to say his full sentence, he hands him the nightstick, hits the double spirit bomb, Pin and win for Kate Lee.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I thought that I, I felt a little disconnected with this match too. I think it was just because it was just I me watching just four hours worth of wrestling on a Wednesday. Oh um, Absolutely. And like the crowds really do make the shows for me on NXT. When like when I'm just done watching, taking notes, and watching dynamite. But yeah, I I, I kind of felt like a sense of malaise watching these two. And I think that's I think this it's more of a bigger picture thing and not just this match.
0: Yeah. Um. No. I mean, it, it's definitely. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, it was cool. It was NXT. It was all right. I, they're really. The thing that they're struggling with is that there are people that are choosing to stay home. You know what I mean? Wrestlers and and competitors alike. Yeah. They're a lot more
1: varied, though. I think NXT like NXT, has a ton more people than what AEW ha- manages to have. And I, for some reason, AEW just kind of finds a way to make every week seem more interesting. And, I, and maybe it's because of the tournament
0: that well, they kind of have an overarching storyline going on. Well, what I'm saying is just that, you know, like AEW, everyone on TV is – Pretty well established. I mean, you kind of know who they are. Where you're over here at NXT, you have a little
1: bit more compartmentalized, also.
0: And in NXT, you have like Dexter Loomis. I'm like, I don't fucking care about Dexter Loomis.
1: He's okay. I kind of like
0: know, I'll go party with him. I mean, we can go to the leather bars or whatever. But like, I don't know. He's not that great of a writer. Let me go do
1: that. He's probably into it. I don't know.
0: I don't know. Anyways, that's uh, NXT. That's AEW Dynamite. That's. The B Show. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much how it goes. So, guys, uh, before we get out of here, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at CWR Four and Five Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, uh, any uh, any any updates, Michael? Any more? Nah,
1: I'm not hearing. I'm not really seeing
0: anything in the <laughs> Vince, like, ah, what are you talking about? We're not listening. <laughs> Anyways, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at CWR Four and Five Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Have a great day. Bye. Later.